Welcome to the Juicy Life Show. I'm your host, Fonda Clayton. I'm the feminine power broker. I help the successful woman who feels empty, mediocre, like something's missing, recapture her passionate, sensual self so that she can experience a life full of joy and passion. The Juicy Life Show is the place to find manna for your body, soul, and mind, where you can learn to be truly fed from the inside out so that when you go out into the world, baby girl, you know you've got the goods. Learn and empower your sexy self with self-care hacks, improve your body image, and create your own damn story. Let's go. Hey there, Juicy. This is Fonda. Want to jump in and intro this call to you. It's so meaningful to me, and I think it's meaningful to where we are uh, as a country and as a people, because there is a health epidemic going on, um, and it shows up as obesity. But all too often, we don't know the reason why people end up where they are. Uh, there's a whole bunch of panels and doctors and a whole bunch of people that are deciding what um, what the results are. But no one usually is sitting and having real conversation with someone who's living inside the body of someone labeled fat. Um, usually when we think of fat, we think of someone that is a throwaway. And what I want you to walk away from this conversation understanding is that Jasmine Murphy is anything but a throwaway. She's resilient. In her own words, she says that she is capable and I believe her and I champion her. And I want you to champion yourself. She is wearing extra weight, but what are you wearing that may be invisible? What are you wearing that may be visible? You are a certain gender that is too much. You may be a certain color that is too much or too little. Whatever the story, I want you to sit inside of this story that we unpack and understand that there are so many different layers to you. There's there's so much love inside of you. There's so much compassion that you can grow when you turn down the judgment of when you make that snap decision when you see another. There's room for you. Take this room. Take this opportunity. Enjoy this call. Um, I love you like cooked food, and I'll talk to you later. Welcome, welcome to the Juicy Life Show. Ooh, baby, have I got someone for you today. Joining us today is Jasmine Murphy. Now, in full disclosure, Jasmine and I met when we kind of like I stalked each other in Long Beach, California a couple months ago at the Women's Conference. And I got to tell you, I was just like, I don't know even why I said to her, I've got to have you on my show because I haven't done any podcast show as you know for a really long time but I got like inspired like my brain was bypassed and my intuition said say something don't let her leave and so uh I'm becoming more obedient as time goes on to make sure that that happens so I just really want to get into it so welcome Jasmine hi thanks so much for having me I'm excited to be here you are a wellness expert do I have that right? Right. Um, I'm a motivational um, health and wellness educator. 
So what I do is I help everyday people learn how to modify exercises to help them reach their um, fitness and weight loss goals. Now, why would that be necessary for people to know that they can modify exercise? Um, well, because for so many years, we have the fitness industry as a whole. They've done a really good job of being able to help people um, that might not physically be capable of doing a full standard version of an exercise, mm -hmm. see modifications so that they can start to increase their activity level and still be able to achieve um, a certain form of fitness. However, what I've done in my own journey is taken it a step further because usually the people that you see um, performing these modifications are still relatively fit. And what one exercise modified looks like in a fit body is going to be completely different than what it would look like in a body that has a larger belly or shorter limbs um, or a bigger chest. And so we wanted to um, be able to bring that to people and show people that even if you are mobility challenged or um, if your belly hangs in a certain position or you know you might not be able to reach in that way that you're mm -hmm. seeing on TV, there is a way to actually accomplish that exercise so that you can begin the process of um, practicing. And in, in time, in due time, being able to do it in the form that you traditionally would see. Awesome. So there's a no excuses approach to exercising and getting moving is what I'm Absolutely. hearing you say. Absolutely. No excuses. Okay. And you have to find your own fit. It looks different on everybody. That's how it Find is. your own fit. Well, that's a tweetable. I sound, I sound like Oprah. And so I want to... Um, uh, oh, you said something else. So you implied that there was a we. So tell me who the other part of the we is. Yes, the other part of the we is my trainer. Um, his name is Terrence McDuffie. Uh -huh. And I have been working with him consistently for the last year and a half. Um, I worked with him previously and then I stopped just like everybody. You know, I had my up days, my down days. But um, I came back to him in January of 2016 and told him, something has to give. I have to um, get my health in order and my life in order. Um, and so as we began the process, um, I was only able to sit and do exercises. And it was a process of figuring out how are we going to get Jasmine or Jay, as he calls me, um, in a place where she can um, get her heart rate up enough and move her body enough mm -hmm. to see physical changes in her fitness. And so, hence, we began to modify and told them, we need to bring this to other people. Okay. Well, we're going to pause on that because I want to delve in. A, I want us to go back kind of like in a, a, a screenshot and come back up to the present day. Okay. So, who were you before you started your fitness journey? Um, I was an almost completely immobile mom of two. Um, before then, I had been active. I had a really active life growing up. Um, mm -hmm. I was athletic as a child. Um, and just like most women, as time went on, I found myself in a relationship. I had children. And I poured myself into both of those things and at detriment to myself. Um, so I was almost immobile. Um, I was upwards of 608 pounds and wow. um, 
you know, I barely could walk. I barely could keep up with my kids, but I did everything for them pretty much on my own. Uh, and so at that point, it was make a change, you know, for myself, for my life and for my family mm -hmm. uh, or continue on my so that, that kind of brings tears to my eyes because like, so you are almost immobile and you're still trying to be superwoman or super mom. Yeah, of course. It never stops, does it? Right, right. The devotion for, for, for our loved ones, for our kid, for our kiddos, it just, it, it just, it goes really, really deep, doesn't it? It yeah. does. And that's one thing that always kind of bothered me I guess in the fat shaming community is that I hear so often that the um, person of size or obese person or whatever term you'd like to use um, is selfish for their decisions for not um, taking their health as a priority that they are you know robbing their family and they're being selfish but it's often not known that a lot of us especially women get to that place out of selflessness because we're pouring everything into our families and we're not taking care of ourselves. We are you better talk about it. You better bring that home. Yes. Yes. All too often we lose our power. We lose our juju. We lose that thing that we had before, you know, some, some, some traumatic event and this momentum spirals in a direction where it's like, Oh my God, where did I go? Where did I go? Yeah, and yeah. that's why we named the journey Becoming Jay, because Becoming it, it Jay. me becoming myself as a full woman. I had children, you know, at a younger age, I was in my early 20s, and I never learned who I was as a woman, you know, yes. without my children, without my family. So it is my journey to finding myself in the full grown woman. Well, amen. I like that. I like that. So um, who... Are you now that you have this fitness journey, this wellness journey? Oh my goodness, I am like a powerhouse. That's like the first word that comes to mind. Um, you know, I'm active. I'm. Yes. Um, I am even better of a mother than I have been. I am my own best friend, which is like priceless. Priceless, yeah. Priceless. I, there's nothing more you can say about it than that. Um, and I'm a motivator. I'm an educator. I love to help people. I say, you know, it's difficult sometimes to step in front of the camera to put, you know, all of your struggles out there, the good days, the bad days. Um, but I always say if one person can take away from that and understand that they have that strength in them too, mm -hmm. uh, helps them take that first step to taking their life back to reclaiming who they are. Mm -hmm. It was Absolutely. I love it. I love it so much. So describe a typical day to me. Like, just give me like big overarching themes of your day. So my morning starts early. <laughs> I get up, I train. Um, that's the first thing I do. I get it done. And you train I'm, every day? I train six. Well, typically I train six days a week. I am now on a hundred day um, challenge. So for a hundred days, every day, I'm doing something active outside of my normal life. So, okay. yeah. What day are you on? What day are you on? Today is 35. <laughs> yes. Cool. Cool, so, cool, cool. 
I train first thing in the morning. Um, it's usually weight training. It varies between weight training or cardio. Two days a week I box. Um, the other three days I do. And then um, after that, I leave and I go swim for another hour. Um, or I come home and I'm in full-blown mommy mode, work mode, um, just handling day-to-day -day business. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, I fly into kids' activities and, you know, all of that great stuff. And um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do a cardio kickboxing class at night. That's my second workout on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then I have my me time. <laughs> I come home, I decompress, I put the kids in bed, and I pour into myself start the day over again the next day awesome talk to me about pouring into yourself what does that mean well you know I had to stop and ask myself like what are the most basic things that mm -hmm. I am um sacrificing okay or that I could do for myself that I stopped doing and they're as simple as um doing a face mask every other day mm -hmm. Taking the time to paint my nails, taking the time to um, exfoliate the way I want to, all those things that you're like, oh, if I only had the time, but I do have the time. I just had to make it a priority, mm -hmm. uh, make it a priority to read or do something in my day every day that's just for me, that's for the betterment or improvement of myself. And um, I feel like that sets an example for my children, especially my daughter. Um, and it just helps rejuvenate me. It gives me back my purpose and, and my, um, my identity, you know? So all of those little things that I stopped because I was too busy. Um, yeah. Too busy to take care of you. Yeah. Self-care is, is so important. It's something that I tell my, my clients all the time that it, it's, it's a non-negotiable. And self-care is not necessarily, you know, going to the spa and getting your nails did. I mean, it's nice when you can get them done. I didn't even mind. But, you know, it's nice when you can get them done. But it's really like, okay, can I just take a moment and just sit and do nothing? That's, that's self-care. Self-care looks like boundaries. You know, no, I'm not. I don't want to do that. You know, um, self-care is also ha having no be a complete sentence. Yeah. without the justification of why I can't do it and you know this whole thing and so it's so important I love that so you mentioned your daughter how old is she my daughter's eight. Oh, how delicious <laughs> what eight going on 18 <laughs> so she thinks <laughs> oh right 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 well we have to let them you know you know think that they've got the run of the place and so you're, and you said you, uh, your other child is a boy or a girl? Uh, a boy. I have a son that's 11. And he's 11. Ah, so she, oh, so she really thinks she's running things right. The youngest, got it, got it, got it, got it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Well, I'm a little biased because I'm an oldest, I'm the oldest child. And so, you know, anyway, I have a younger brother, but <laughs> enough about me. Um, so what are the most important values that you have in creating this juicy life for yourself? Um, you know, first and foremost, I think it is, um, being true to myself and all those things that I want. So like you mentioned, being able to say no, um, especially when it doesn't serve for my family, um, 
I spent so many years being a people pleaser. So being able to use no as a complete sentence mm -hmm. um, and really just instilling all of those lessons into my children. Like I feel like if I'm able to um, show them that it's okay to take care of yourself, it's okay to seek knowledge every day. Mm -hmm. um, there's not a problem with saying you don't know how to do something. Um, and the only time you ever fail is if you haven't taken a lesson away with you. Um, and then just um, really trying my hardest to um, to embrace all of the changes and understand that there's nothing is hard, it's challenging. And mm -hmm. accepting those challenges and meeting them head on. Like that's, I feel like if I incorporate all those things and then just try to be a good person to mm -hmm. people, no matter who they are mm -hmm. or what the circumstances, then we're golden. Everything else is going to fall into place and, and it's going to be great. How's <laughs> it right. not? Right. Got it. I love that. Um, and so how are you uniquely designed to coach someone, even though you're in process? Um, I think that's it right there, is that I'm in process. Yes. So I know the struggles of feeling out of control, of feeling helpless, of feeling shamed, mm -hmm. um, inward and outward. I mm -hmm. know all of those. Um, and I also know the strength that it takes to start. Mm -hmm. Because most people see that starting point as a moment of weakness, like I've reached my bottom. You have to reach your bottom and you have to break before you start. I don't see it that way. I see that moment when mm -hmm. you decide to start as the strongest moment in your life because that's the most difficult thing to do. Um, and once you start, everything else, just keep going. You build that momentum. Um, so I think having that and starting at the beginning and knowing what that felt like, mm -hmm. that in itself um, is what helps me. Um, and then going through and being open to learning. I am the first person that will tell you that I feel like there are so many different tools out there and I feel like all the tools are valid and mm -hmm. I feel like you have to find the ones that match where you're at and your personality. Um, so you'll never hear me say this method is wrong, this method is right, only mm -hmm. do it this way because I don't believe in that. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I've seen things work for certain people that don't work for others. I've seen things work for my friends that don't work for me and vice versa. Um, so just being open to that, you know, knowledge and growing and experimenting. Um, I feel like that's, that's what makes me unique and makes me stand out. Got it. You know, like a lot of people would, would think, though, that hiding in, in the meantime or until they get something perfected is the way to go. But you decided to do it while you're in process. I, I says I think that that says a lot about who you are and your your internal makeup. You know, just your heart and your intuition. So I just want to say, you know, good on you. That's Thank fantastic. You. Fantastic. How important are boundaries to you? I know we hit on that a little bit earlier, but what the, what do they look like in your life? Oh, boundaries are so important. And before there were none. And now they are very, very clear. <laughs> right. 
Yes. <laughs> so first, like we said earlier, first and foremost, I have not a single problem telling anybody no. Mm -hmm. And I don't bless my kids' hearts. I know they're so tired of me, but um, I don't have a problem not explaining why. It's just because I, mm -hmm. no. I mm -hmm. don't like it. I don't want to. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what it is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I am very open and I am very selfless. I'm a giver by nature. That's mm -hmm. just who I am. So, you know, I do still um, do a lot for people and try and be as um, open and accommodating as I am. Mm -hmm. But again, if I feel like it is going to interfere with my priorities and my first priority being myself, mm -hmm. um, then it's just what it is. And I've had some struggles in relationships, friendships, you know, with that shift because people become so accustomed to you being a certain way. And of course, you always hear what you go into something with is what you need to be prepared to maintain. Mm -hmm. um, distance um of the relationship however that's not really feasible because people change so mm -hmm. it's you know it's a hard adjustment sometimes um but i've had to learn that you know again my priority is me and so if it doesn't fit in what's going on in this day this moment this time it's mm -hmm. just not gonna happen it's just not good um you want to come into my space with the negativity. I've learned how to step away from that. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing now is that um, that situation is putting me in a place that it's bringing out a part of my spirit that I'm not comfortable with. So I'm going to walk away. Now, I always get a perplexed look, but mm -hmm. as you think about it, it's you so know, formal. <laughs> it is, but you know what? Like, I don't. I don't want to say I don't like this or go into explanations. It's just, yes. it's yes. not you, it's me. I don't like how I'm feeling in this situation. So I'm going to walk away and it's okay. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is self-care in action. I love it. Cool. Um, and so what is the myth that you would like to bust right here and right now? Um, I get probably the biggest myth is that we are lazy. Mm. Um, I, that it never sits well with me. Mm. Um, mm. You know, you have to, it's so easy when you look at the external to pass judgment. Um, and it's really hard to step back and think about all of the things that have been presented to you in life that have formed your stereotypes about certain situations. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just people of a certain size, it's mm -hmm. people of a certain color, people of a certain economic status, certain people of a certain educational um, status. Gender, anything, gender, everything. everything. Mm -hmm. um, so we have these preconceived notions about how everybody is, and we've never been in their lives and in their shoes and in their day to day. Um, and the fact that people with thighs are lazy and don't care is the number one thing that um, I really wish I could dispel. Um, with the follow up to number two running neck and neck is that um, we can't be happy. And there is a very distinct difference between being happy with ourselves and being content with 
some of the limitations or health issues that we have because of our size. And they're very different things. You can love yourself, love who you are, and still want to change certain aspects of your life. Um, those two things, they really, really, I wish I could just completely wash them out of everybody's vocabulary. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Um, and so, the, the number one thing that I thought you were going to share was about the myth about a person of size relationship with food. Okay. Right? And so I want to ask this question as delicately as possible, but I wanted to, I wanted to get out there because whoever is watching and or listening, um, he or she needs to know what it's like to empower yourself through the journey, right? Because, I mean, you try anything, you want to quit. You just want to quit. So um, what is your relationship like with food today? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you have to stain for it? How do, how do you feel about it? I have probably the best relationship with the food that I've ever had in my entire life today. Um, and it took a long time to get there. Um, I can say my relationship with food started really early, um, and it was formed through, obviously, like most people, through habits that my parents passed down. Um, okay. As I've grown and uh, started to dive deeper into the why of mm -hmm. what led me to where I was, I started to understand that food was a coping mechanism for my mother and it was a security blanket or um, a way of her to protect me. Um, there was a lot of um, experiences with sexual abuse and assaults and things of that nature um, with my mother growing up and she, as most people, I think used food um, to show me how much she loved me to try and protect me from having those same experiences. So in the beginning, you know, my my relationship with food was very warped. It wasn't just a, a way to um, provide nutrients to my body and to keep me strong and healthy. Um, and so it took me a while to figure that out. And so for years, I had a really, really difficult time with food. Um, even when I started my journey in the beginning, you know, we're always told do the, well, a lot of people are often told do the, the four to six small meals a day. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, that didn't work. For me, I began to obsess about the food so much so to the point that it caused me to overeat because it was constantly thinking about what I was going to eat, what I needed to eat, when I was going to eat, mm -hmm. um, and very unhealthy. Um, so with that, I, I learned a new way to eat for me and for my body and the way my mind works. And it allowed me to step away from the food and use my meals for what they are intended for, which is to nourish my body and to keep me strong and healthy and energized. And I can walk away from that. And I've learned how to use different outlets for the emotional side. So writing, um, even my workouts. Honestly, if I'm having a horrible day, boxing is like my outlet, and I love to lift weights. So mm -hmm. that has become my go-to 
you know, before that emotional side, that's my protection now, is getting stronger and being weak. When did that, when did that flip for you? As you said, at the beginning of your fitness journey, you know, that, that it was still kind of a struggle, but what, what made you decide or know or trust maybe all three that you could exchange, do an exchange, like a changing of the guard, as it were? Um, well, I think this time around, and I say this time around because I call, I started in 2016, January 11th, and I call this my restart because several years previous, I had been successful at losing quite a bit of weight, mm -hmm. and my circumstances kind of put that on hold. Um, so with my restart, I took everything a little bit at a time. So I wanted to tackle just cleaning up my diet first and not being concerned with how often I eat, um, how much I eat. It was just making the right decision um, mm -hmm. because I felt like, and I still feel like consistency is the key. Mm -hmm. And so I began to clean eat and that became really easy and really routine after a while. And, um, then that led to other changes. And eventually um, I heard about a way of eating through Terrence called intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. And when he introduced that to me um, and he explained to me, you know, that you, you typically generally fast when you sleep anyway. Um, and so that's why they call it breakfast. Exactly. Because you're breaking your fast. Yes. Um, and so intermittent fasting just extends that amount of time that you're fasting. Um, there's a lot of scientific detail we won't go into it now, but um, when he introduced it to me and it seemed to make sense because I wasn't a breakfast person anyway, I always struggled to eat breakfast and was always told, you need to eat breakfast. You and need to eat your oatmeal. Right. <laughs> right. But for me, it clicked because it's like all these years I've been told to do that. And when I've done it, it hasn't shown me any positive um, results. Mm -hmm. So something's not connecting. Something's not um, right with me in mm -hmm. that process. Mm -hmm. So I began to fast. And within that first week, I felt phenomenal. And I realized how much just that process, like I said, it took my mind off the food. I knew, okay, at 2 p.m. you're going to eat. You're going to eat from 2 until 8. At 8, you're cut off. You eat what you like. You're done. I became satiated a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, it took the focus off of food, so I was no longer consumed with the thought of what I was eating, when I was eating, and oh, is it time yet? And mm -hmm. it made it a lot easier for me. And so from there, when I did have those days where it was like oh, emotional, and mm -hmm. oh, and then I said, well, you know what? You're not supposed to eat until two. What can you do? Mm -hmm. What can you do to make you feel better in this moment? Mm -hmm. And that's when I said, you know what? Let me write in my journal, mm -hmm. or let me go for a walk or mm -hmm. let me listen to some music and cry. And for me, that works. For everybody, that doesn't always work. But for me, that's how I was able to kind of make that transition. Sure. And the other thing that I want to interject into right at this moment is that, you know, it, something can work for you now. It doesn't mean it's going to work for you next week. So that's why it's necessary to have that toolbox so that you can pull from, because maybe it's that you needed to take a nap or maybe it's that you needed to hydrate, you know, and just be able to pull and ebb and flow 
as long as it works, you work it. And then the second you find out that it doesn't, what else can I do? Absolutely. What else can I do? Yeah. This is definitely a journey of being flexible. I've changed my way of eating so many times. I've mm-hmm. changed training so many times. Uh-huh. I've changed the things that bring me peace and joy. <laughs> it's, it's all about being open and flexible. The willingness to change. Absolutely. Yes. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm having fun. I don't know about you, but um, what legacy would you like to leave for your children? Um, you know, that's a good question, and it changes, but I think um, really what I want to leave for them is just that hard work, dedication, and being the best person you can be to yourself and to others mm-hmm. is going to leave you so fulfilled and at such peace mm-hmm. there's a balance mm-hmm. yourself and others yourself and others and it's okay mm-hmm. it's okay to be selfish it's necessary you know it's really necessary because the more you say okay this is what i require in order to feel not only uh, uh, safe, good, but satisfied, right? When you're those things, now when you look out to your family, to your loved ones, you can pour into them. You, you know, it's like a Yala Van Zandt says, it's like what's in the cup is for me and what's in the salsa is for everybody else. Yes. It's not the reverse. Not the reverse. Okay, so we're going to get into the juicy life portion, like the really, really, like the grown and sexy parts. Okay, so what lights you up and turns you on as a woman? And you can answer this question any old kind of way you want to. <laughs> I'm going to sip my tea. <laughs> I think it depends on the day and the Ooh. week. Okay. Um, this week, it's just been... Um, I'm like in this, I know it sounds so cliche because of the topic, but I'm in this workout mode. And so anybody that, um, not anybody, not anybody, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's that, that partnership and working together. Listen, there is nothing that is, nothing can compare to being next to your partner and working out and working up a sweat and pushing each other and just, ugh. That grit, I love it. I love it. <laughs> that that sounds great. I might have to start working out with my husband again. Not thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> just one one good leg day. My my husband's a personal trainer. <laughs> I feel for you, but <sighs> I get you. I get you. I hear you. I mean, I I just I'm just like percolating from the excitement and that like little thing behind your eyes at the at the memory (laughs) so good yes okay so we have reached um now it's time to say goodbye (sighs) right so but I want to do a rapid fire and so I want you to just say uh you know I'm going to ask you either or or just a question and I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind okay all right. I'm ready. You ready? Place of birth. Kansas. 
Bucket list location. Paris. Oh. Uh, butterflies or ladybugs? Oh, both. Oh, you can't do that to me. I know, I know, I know. Choose, go. Uh, butterflies. Okay. Uh, friends or with a book? Book. Uh, Italian or Chinese? Chinese. Uh, Twitter or IG? IG. Uh, type or longhand? Oh, sorry? Do you type or longhand? Oh, longhand. Um, in person or online? In person. Uh, a house or a condo? House. Favorite superhero? Batman. Batman. Awesome. Uh, spirit animal? Uh, lion. Ah. Uh, coffee or tea? Coffee. Okay. Um, your favorite texture or touch? Ah, uh, silk. Oh, your favorite sight? Um, the sunset. Favorite sound? Waves. Favorite smell? Fall. Oh. The air in the fall. Favorite taste? Favorite taste? Yeah. <sighs> Chocolate. Uh, dark or milk? Uh, milk. Okay, well, really, the non-chocolate white, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what do you know for sure? Uh, you that, I'm that you are capable. I'm capable. I love it. I love it. So tell the good people how they can get in touch with you. Um, you can visit me at my website. It's www.becomingjai.com. And there you can sign up for email alerts and updates. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm Becoming J. Um, Facebook, I do have a Facebook page, and it's also Becoming J. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jasmine, I thank you so much for opening up your heart to to me and to the audience and just just flowing with with um just flowing together has just been such a joy for me yes, so thank, thank you so much i thank you for inviting me into your space i'm so glad and grateful that we i stopped each other <laughs> we did didn't we we did that thing <laughs> it was awesome. great Great. And it's totally worth it because we're, we're doing this call right now. Absolutely. Wonderful. So this is your host, Fonda Clayton, and I'm signing off for the Juicy Life Show. Until next time, I love you like cooked food. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Juicy Life Show. I appreciate you spending the time with me. If you liked this show, please share it on Facebook, Twitter, just everywhere, child. I would love it if you would leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher. I want to hear from you. Do you have an idea for a show topic? Email me at info at FondaClayton.com. Again, the email is info at FondaClayton.com. And of course, you can find an archive of this show and every show on FondaClayton.com forward slash podcast. Again, the URL is FondaClayton.com forward slash podcast. And remember this, I love you like cooked food. Until next time, 
Live like you mean it.